This episode of Luca's Tigers and Bronze is brought to you by PWCC. PWCC is currently running an unlimited free vault promo, which is running through July 31st through the end of the National. The vault is 100% free for all graded cards valued at over $50. There's no ingestion costs, no storage fees, and unlimited submissions. Just enter the promo code VAULT, V-A-U-L-T, when creating your submission to apply the promo. Luca Nation. Welcome back to episode 736 of Lucas Tigers and Bronzo Mai. And I I couldn't sleep last night. I, I don't know why I was up all, up all night and not I all couldn't night, sleep but I was, I was up till like 1 2 a.m. and I was just thinking it hasn't been an easy summer for me. It hasn't been an easy uh year. And and I was wondering like why hasn't it, you know? I was like, okay, moving's expensive. Okay. Cool, got it. Okay, cards have gone down in value. Got it. I was like, I was trying to kind of think, like economically, you know, is am I feeling this alone? Are other people feeling it? And here's how I kind of thought about it. Today will be kind of more of a macroeconomic episode, if that's okay. You know, dovetail into cards, maybe. But like when 2020, early January, February, the economy was doing amazing, like amazing, mm-hmm. right? Every, unemployment was low, people were working. And at the same time, remember, even before COVID hit cage, February 2020, we saw a boom in cards like we've never seen before. Of course, now we look back, we're like, that wasn't even a boom. But at that point, you remember that month? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Things were going nuts. So nuts. It went nuts. And then COVID hit. And the sell-off when COVID first hit was crazy. People were like, the, the sky's falling. What's going to happen? Right? Yep. But yep. actually, the opposite happened. What, what I saw happen was everyone was home. They got money from the government. They got unemployment if they got laid off. And here's the kicker. Your cost of living went down. You're not traveling. You're not spending on gas. You're not doing anything. So your savings are going up and you're getting flooded with more and more and more and more money. Okay. What, what I saw in the last year was investments have gone down and cost of living has gone up. And people, are, I feel, are getting squeezed as the world opens up notice how there wasn't as big of a push from media to say the world's opening up but that's the reality people are traveling people are going places they're going to relatives they're spending money on gas they're vacationing so they're still doing all that stuff cost of life has gone up whereas people who might have been millionaires whether that's on stocks crypto or cards any one of those now they're no longer and there's a big difference between unrealized gains and realized gains Right, hundred percent. And what I was pondering. Yeah, I mean, people who didn't take profits during the big run-up, you know, they had these collections, and it was like, all right, well, my collection's worth seven figures, so I can spend some money on this card. I can buy that card, and then all of a sudden, their collection's not worth seven figures. You don't have the, you know, the the big baller mentality that comes in to buy all of these things. Um, also, it, you know, it's an interesting thing, man. You know, you and I have seen it. We've seen it ourselves so many times over just in this last couple of year cycle. Everything from, you know, from Top Shot to NFTs to LeBron base Chrome rookies. You know, while you're on that ride and the bottom row of the pyramid keeps coming back in to replenish. And keep letting you go higher and higher. And there's always somebody else to come in and buy more. It is a hell of a ride. And, and remember, it's very... don't be in cash. Inflation. Reinvest. Remember that whole thing? Well, I mean, it's difficult when you're on that ride to envision it 
peak and start going back down. Because you're buying it, you want to catch a chain runner on the way up while it's running. You know what I mean? You don't. Want Did you to- just use chain runner? I I might have. So that was, yeah, that was our best night. That, <laughs> that was, was amazing. Weekend. That was like a no sleep. That was like no sleep. That was hours. Like I'm, I'm getting this one. I'm getting this one. This yeah, one's so-, so cool. This one's more pixelated than the other this, one. This one. This one looks like a four year old made it instead of a three year old. <laughs> no, but the blonde hair beanies are gonna go crazy. Yeah, they're gonna go nuts. Look at the rarity on this one. But so while that's going on, it's the same. It's the same thing with cards. It's 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 almost the same thing with everything else. And I mean, you know, we've talked about this a couple times on our show, right? When everything's going great, it's hard to think about. It's hard to close your eyes and think, all right, you know what? Let's be smart because there is a time coming where it's not going to be that good. It's, it's hard to envision things going bad for you when everything's going good. But I'll take it the different way because you're right. People have had a bad year. And instead of – feeling squeezed, I think. Well, even that, even, even a feeling squeezed. Feel, people are feeling squeezed. They're feeling – you know, it's, they're, in the, they're in, the, in, the, in the doldrums. It's the swamp of sadness. Our tax is about to go down. And, you know, you don't want to be a Treyu right now, you know, because you're sad. You're gonna, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take you in. But Falcor is coming, man. And that's – it's hard to see. It's hard to see this. It's hard to see these things turn around, right? It's hard to see. You hard to see the luck dragon coming to bail you out. Because when it's bad, you don't think, all right, you know what? The good is coming, right? You are thinking the good is coming because you're buying all these cards. Hey, all right, you know what? Look what's around the corner. What's right around the corner. Even me, Cage, you know I'm like, I think you've said I'm delusionally optimistic. Yes. Dude, it's hard, like. And then I start, you know, you start second guessing yourself and, and I want to come back to it. Like, you know, you, people don't take money off the table or something like that because yep. they always think it's going good. But I also think it's a knowledge gap of like, you don't, we didn't know what to do. Like, what does that mean? We were told not, but like, how do, let's stop there. When we were, the knowledge gap that came with that, like, what were we supposed to do? And I was thinking like, should I, remember I went to Casa Los Charcos, right? So I, yes. I bought a card. I did well on it. I thought I was a genius, revisionist history. I bought chain runners. I top shot, right? I opened packs and and I was like, why don't I take my family on a nice vacation? I'm like, did I should I save that cash? No. Right? No, that's awesome. That's life. That's living. And and it's a perfect example because you know what we were saying back then was, all right, well, we made our money on this. You know, what's the next thing? But there isn't always gonna be a next thing. It's not reasonable to think I'm going to put $10,000 in something. I'm going to buy a LeBron Chrome for 1000 or 2000 and it's going to go to 20 or 30 right? And, oh, let me take my 30 out and put it in the next thing that now is going to go from 30 to 300 Let me that get a Jordan 9. That happened to a lot of people, and they just expected the, the same thing to happen again, and, and it, it catches up. So – I mean, whether you were in cash, not cash, whether you were in, you know, the next thing. If you didn't put your money into the Casa Los Charcos, Calvin Johnson lived at that place for a little while. But if you didn't put your money in that and have a vacation, you would have put your money in something else. Maybe it would have been NFTs. Maybe it would have been Bitcoin at $69,000. Who knows? That doesn't make you an idiot. It doesn't make you a moron. It just means that the cycles happen, right? But the cool thing about cycles is that, you know, when you're up, it's going to come down. When you're down... In something that has actual cycles. So I'm not talking about NFTs now because you can make an argument that NFTs haven't gone through an up-down cycle. They just went up and down. So who knows if they're going to come back up. I have a basement full of Beanie Babies that I'm waiting to cycle back up. 
for 25 years. It's not. I think, few, I think a few episodes ago we talked about how Cage typically only invests in a player after he cycled. And it sounds so weird now that I just said that, but like cycle two, three times. Uh, Montana, Rice, Jordan. Uh, yeah. Who else do you have? You have Trout. Still, have Trout. I think yeah. Through a few. Yep. Um, Ted Williams. What is Mantle? You have a Mantle, Mantle. five. Yep. What? What was the advice? What's the lesson? Like it seems. You want the advice? Yeah. The advice is that no one should be giving advice. Because even people like me who you want to point to and say, hey, I buy things with a cycle. I buy things. Two things that everyone should hear. One, I missed out on, on generational wealth on things, too, because I didn't time it the right way. I didn't think Gary V's NFT was going to go 50x, and it did. I, I, I scoffed at it. So on the one side, I was not ready to jump in and risk and gamble, right? On the other side, I was ready to risk and gamble because Top Shot came out. I'm like, oh, let me, you know, hey, look, let's give that a try. And then I wasn't ready to put it into board apes because I'm like, why are people buying monkey pictures? And then here's, I was right. I bought a Michael Jordan rookie card. I mean, I bought the star because that's what everybody wants now. I sold the star. I bought the Fleer. I did not sell the Fleer at 400, 500, 600, that, whatever the heck it was. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't think anything really more than 400 change was realistic, but. Now, I still have it. So, so I'm not going to be giving folks out there advice. Instead, what I'm going to say is I sympathize with you because I've made a ton of wrong decisions in this. A hundred percent I've made a ton of wrong decisions. And I could have millions of dollars more had I made different decisions. But that's not what we should be saying. What we should be saying is we made some good decisions. And we were able to profit from those good decisions. And right now, right now, it's harder to make those good decisions because the market is very, very different. Does that make sense? Yeah. And we are, our mind is predisposed to remember the negative, the ones, our misses more than our Ws. That's right. You told me that all the time because I would always say, oh man, I, I made this great play, but you know, then I followed it up with these three horrible ones. And you're like, why? Like the, the three horrible ones were worth one tenth of the one good one, and yet that I spent all my time, uh, you know, being mad at the at the losses. You're right. You know what? So another thing that I think COVID did that I, I don't know if it's being talked about enough is, I would wonder if we looked at like metrics of how much time we spent on our phone before COVID and how much time we spent on our phone now. I think those numbers are astronomically higher. And my advice isn't financial; it's actually mental health. It's, and this is advice for Andrew, not. Like, get off your phone a little more. Get out of your head a little bit more. Here's what I find happens when you're on your phone a lot. You compare and you find everybody else's victories, but you never see their losses. You yep. never see their losses. So you're like, if I just bought that NFT, if I just bought that card, if I bought Dogecoin at that price, man, I would be in that, you, you like, I would be in that yacht. I would be standing at that event. I would be at that cool Michael Rubin party with Gary. And let me layer on. And then you beat yourself up and you say, well, it's not fair that they're winning. I work just as hard as they do. I work harder than they do. I'm doing what they're doing and I'm working just as hard, maybe harder. Why am I not making the money that they're making? It's not an even playing field. You can't beat yourself up about that because you know what's going to happen? You get stuck. It's going to be quicksand, man. Why do they call it quicksand if it would go so slow? 
I mean, I thought quicksand was just something from cartoons, but I found out, you know, when I was that's probably, real. it's real. I mean, that's real Most stuff. scary of a way to die is that man. Well, that would be miserable. But you know what's almost bad or worse? The mud in Alabama. Anybody who's been stuck in the mud knows one wheel spins, the other wheel does nothing. Nick Saban called you before this? <laughs> Maybe. I like Nick Saban. I like him better than Urban Meyer. Shouldn't the word ambiguous have more than one meaning? Yes, it should. Because it's ambiguous. And we've talked about this, man. You can be underwhelmed and overwhelmed. But have you ever heard anybody tell you they were just whelmed? They are just whelmed. Well, we uh, guys, I, I got to give a shout out to uh, our Luca Nation OGs. A lot of you guys from listening to us on a day, daily podcast, a Quite a few have started following us and spending time with me, Cage, Cage and I, and Ian. Um, Ding! Yeah, I still haven't figured out how to the turn that off. came back. It's positive. Oh, my God. You know, you're screen sharing. No, I was trying to turn off my text messages. I still haven't figured out this whole connection between iPhone to computer. Um, <laughs> People from our Luca Nation OGs oh. have started spending time with you, myself, Ian, on what so we, we we asked him to listen to our show. We don't ask him, but like we put out a show and it's an hour a day, right? It's like People a bonus speak. episode. It's a second daily episode on weekdays, basically. I don't take people's time and attention for granted. And a lot of you guys, today we had our, we had 250 people in at one point. 150 was like the floor. Yeah, and, and it's entertaining. You added 600 and something followers during a one-hour show. It's pretty crazy. It, you know how whatnot is, and you know how the young generation is. If you don't have a culture of like your go-tos, your OGs, it could become a shit show. That's right. And I think today's success wasn't because of me. It was because of the people... 100%. Every day that come in there and give us props and are like, yo, these guys. And defend are- me when the children call me grandpa. Yeah, we love you. We love you guys. <laughs> yeah. So thank you guys because you, the fact that you vouch for us gives people that are new trust in us and they know that we'll do right by them. But I've also been on channels where everybody in the chat is new and it just becomes chaos. So I'm not going to name names. You guys know, but thank you for showing up every single day. It's not unnoticed. A big thanks, Uber Collector. I'll name a name. Very helpful. Love that man. Yes. Too many names. Too many names, but I'll throw one out anyway. So listen, dude, I like where you're going. And, and listen, the whatnot thing, you know what's fun and about it? MBT. I wasn't calling you out yesterday. <laughs> he was just joking, MBT. The, more I was calling myself out because if you, you're not the only one that sent cage cards to sub them, we haven't been as clear communicating as we should be. So – the people who own Tigers, they send Cage three cards. Cage subs on SGC and gets the free cards back or the free subs back. The people that don't own Tigers but still want a good deal and a good opportunity grading cards with SGC, send them to me. I hand deliver them. I hand deliver them today. I picked up cards today. Um, got kind of stinky grades. I hate Uh-oh. to be news. Uh-oh. No Not a grades. lot of tens, but sorry. Yeah, I mean, listen, SGC SGC grades – I mean, it's, it's credibility of the grading. The grades are not very high, but I mean, that does impact, if we're being honest, that does impact secondary market. It impacts secondary market. And the secondary market, for a lot of people, does dictate where they grade. I've uh, thought a lot about grading, too. Like, do we really want accurate grading, or do we sometimes want them to throw us a bone? I mean, I know you like bones. So here we go, man. So, I mean, the whatnot show, the, the key, before we jump to the next topic, 
it does dovetail with what you're talking about, right? Because sometimes you get in a little bit of a rut. This episode's fun. We know you guys are going to listen to this. We know you're going to be, you know, playing it in the gym or in your commute to work or while you're taking a dump or whatever it is. Maybe we'll keep this one short. It'll be a dump episode. Um, but the whatnot one, you guys don't even have to come in and buy. You know, Andrew does it every day, five to six. Sometimes I'm there. Sometimes I'll do it myself. I've subbed in a couple of them here and there and just do it myself. Um, I, we, we try to do them together every now and again, you know, where I can. And, um, but just be in the chat. That's almost like a live. It, you know, it, it, it's like a coffee with Andrew every day. Ask questions, especially the two of us are there. Somebody's selling, somebody's talking. Yeah. We got a whole bunch of stuff going in the chat. It's like another episode, but more interactive. So come join, you know, come, come hang out with, you know, with Andrew, Andrew and myself. Sometimes Ian comes by um, and you never know what we're going to do. Giveaways. Andrew does some crazy giveaways, you know, Steph's and Kobe's. You know, I was giving away Kobe Game Use jerseys. Andrew's got a Michael Jordan jersey. I mean, he's got all kinds of crazy. You never know. And what's cool is people are even getting involved by sending us stuff to sell for them. You know, we're doing consignment. So, yeah, there's the Jordan jerseys. Anyway, I'm not, pitching, I'm not pitching it as like a business thing. I'm pitching it as just another way for you to stay in the hobby, be active, come and, and be a part of the Luca Nation community. Because when we have, you know, 50, 70, 80, 150 at one point, at one time in there, it's fun. You know, yeah. people people are, you know, grandpa slaps. Exactly. I mean, I don't know what the hell they were calling me. I mean, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. And you guys will get a kick out of it. And and maybe it'll make you feel better if you get an 8-5 on your SGC instead of a 9-5. You come in, we'll cheer you up, and everything will be, everything will be hunky-dory again. One other thing, stay tuned to us at National. Because I know a lot of you guys have messaged us that you're not going to be there. A lot of you are, but a lot of you are not going to be there. I will put this on the record now. I will say this as many times as I need to say it. There is nobody who does a live better than Andrew. His national lives were amazing. I remember the first day of national last year, sitting at my desk at work, feeling so left out. Really? I'm like, this dude is what? Yeah, dude, you do a very good job. And you're because it's, it's educational and respectful. You walk up to the dealers. Remember, you're like, hey, is it okay if I film you? Most people got their cameras in people's faces. And everyone's very happy to share. And you're like, look at this. Hey, you have memorabilia, some cards. It, it was you know, a funny story about why I do that. Shoot. Because somebody so punched you in the face watch. once? No. Well, <laughs> now who it was. Who it might have been. So I, I used to work with my dad in the cafe. Okay. I'm up in the family business, all that. So bagels, Vadim, I respect the fuck out of you because I know how hard that business is. Bagels! Um, and if you guys know, like father-son dynamics are very confrontational and we're both opinionated and all this about like, we should do it this way, we should do it this way, etc. So I would record him to say like, dad, yesterday you said this and now you're going back on what you said. So I would record him and I would like, let's say we're having a conversation, wait a second, let me hit the record button, put it. And he would get so livid at that, he would take my phone and throw it in the trash. So through necessity so that we wouldn't have fights i would always now ask people like hey before i record you like is it is it cool if i come up because people i realize not everyone wants to be recorded it's kind of like an invasion of privacy or i don't know what it is but he threw my my phone into the trash minimum five times wow that kind of sucks i want to get it i mean yeah but it smelled like mayonnaise 
He didn't want to be called – like, no one wants to be like, oh, yesterday he said this. Now you're going back on your word. Uh, I get it, man. Some people don't like to be recorded. Some people don't like to go on the record one day and then have to show up the next day and, you know, be there on film and, you know, stand by their takes. Like me. For those of you who believe the job post, <laughs> it was from Bullsack Sports. It was not a real post. But it was a real conversation, which is awesome. We got a lot of jaw love. We got a lot of Jordan love. We got a lot of Jordan hate. We got a lot of – and my favorite thing is I love you guys. I love Andrew because he got me to do a podcast and I couldn't even spell podcast two years ago. I love each and every one of you lunatics out there who listens, who last week put us over the top, like ridiculous, 20,000 listens. I mean, just like crazy numbers that we're doing. Record numbers coming into the national. And this morning I get a text from Kevin Nagande from ESPN. He's like, you know, that, that post you put was fake. And I'm like, yeah, Kevin, I'm like, I do. I know. See you at national, you know, like, Hey, see you at the club, Tommy. Yeah. See you at the club. I don't know if this has been discussed, but perception reality. Sometimes greatness, uh, how do I word Jordan's greatness is that he's, everyone's compared to him. Yes. Yeah. And that is such a subtle thing that no one's compared to Shaq. It's true. Well, because Jordan was better. So when Jordan came along, People didn't compare anyone to Jordan. People were comparing people to Wilt. You know, people compared him to, I mean, still playing. People compared him to Dr. J. You know, people, but he became the measuring stick. When Brady started, people were comparing everyone to Joe Montana. Montana was the GOAT. It was a non-disputed thing. And Brady came and took that from him. So, yeah, I mean, Jordan is the greatest. Gretzky. But before that, it was most likely Bobby um, Orr, Bobby you know. Funny. Yeah, I mean, Bobby Orr is probably, you know, probably the... But that is such a subtle thing. Like, everyone in baseball oh. is compared to Mantle. Yeah. Everyone in baseball is compared to Mantle. Babe Ruth. The different generations, though, man. But, I, I, I listen, I like the take. I understand it. I love people's passion on it. I love people who came out, you know, were like, hey, I'm a Jordan collector and a jaw collector. So I don't like it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be one or the other. You can be both. Um, so I just wanted to make sure folks knew, you know, that it was not – I don't think it's something Ja actually said. <laughs> so, you know, we post. We have some fun. Great conversation, though. And I, I was reality, don't you have to be your own biggest cheerleader? Like, fake it till you make it. It's a really interesting concept, Cage, because you're very much – like – your generation's like, my dad says this to me too. He's like, stop talking about yourself. Let other people talk about you. But the thing is, if you don't believe in yourself in the beginning, before you make it, right? We all, none of us start out making it. So we, there has to be this level of belief and creation of something that's not existing. Yeah. Like you are the reason we have a podcast and you made all these promises to me. And each and every one of them has come true. And each time you said it, I said, you're insane. So, yeah, I get so it. Not all of the promises. Like, I promise everyone, you so far, everyone has come true. There is not a single promise that has it. Remember, there are time frames. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's not over. It's we're not still, over. We're, you, know, we're, you know, I didn't hear no bell, Tommy. It, it's just a fascinating thing, like, that when you're, like, in your 20s, you know nothing. In your th- or your thir- 20s, you think you know everything. In your 30s, you realize how little you know. But, like, it is this balance of, man, 
I know we could do it. I'm the best. No one's as good as us. All that stuff. And it's like, fuck, I got so much to learn and so much to work on. All right. So how about this? All right. Uh, one minute and we will we'll end it. We'll, 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 we'll finish the episode. You came in with a macro. You came in with lessons learned. You came in. These were all your topics. And I basically said, look, you know, the lesson learned is that we're all imperfect. We all made mistakes during this. We all got too exuberant while we were high, and now we're maybe a little too low while we're low. What have you learned? Because I come at it from a completely different perspective from you. So give me yeah. a minute and tell me what you would want people to know. Okay, I'll tell you what the hardest thing for me is. Is saving money, knowing my numbers, and not overspending. Money is oxygen. It's you don't realize when you have it that you need it, but when you, it's gone, you're fucking gasping and nothing else matters. So money in your personal and in business is oxygen. And like save for a rainy day times like a million. Because all of the anxiety that comes when you feel like you have no money is I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It's hard to sleep. You've, your confidence is low. You don't know how you're going to take care of people. So I would say money is oxygen. Save it. Uh, money is – you figure it out because the richest man in Babylon, I still haven't fucking figured it out. <laughs> Love it. Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.